Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of Ask Eliza Anything is brought to you by me doing a popcorn mukbang right now. So if you are into it, turn your volume up. And if you are not into it, don't turn the podcast off, but like pull your car over. Here we go. Pull it over. You ready? Hi there. I'm just going to be eating some popcorn. Get up on this microphone. Here we go. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) All right, forget it. There's some dudes that are like, oh, let me get the lotion and the tissue. And then I just... <laughs> Someone else is getting off to me coughing. Oh, God. Doesn't it sound like rats having dinner? Oh, pass the, pass the champagne. <laughs> Why are these rats having such a fancy dinner? Do you know that that's something I do? Okay. I always feel like a creep when you have something in a relationship that you did in your other relationship and you, like, carry it over. Uh I have a myriad of voices and characters and they sort of uh, morph depending on the person I'm dating because they bring in their own thing. But, like, there's this voice. And I can't say my last boyfriend did it because he wasn't really goofy, but me and my husband do it because I've been doing this voice for, like, the past decade. But I have a thing that I do. It's called the rats having dinner. And... It's a little bit of a turn on because someone's like whispering your ear and that's like an erogenous zone. But it's really more of like how long can you stand me imitating two rats having a romantic dinner in your ear before you get weird. So it starts like this. Oh my goodness. What a scrumptious dinner. What a scrumptious meal. And I get deeper and deeper in your ear until you can't handle it anymore. And then you come everywhere. No. And then you just, like, stop. Tap out. <laughs> if I did it to you, which I wouldn't, like, I would never get that close to you, you'd see. You'd see how weird it is. I encourage every girl here, do that. Do, like, right in their ear canal, softly imitating two rats sharing a sumptuous meal. <laughs> okay? It's a little bit like this. It's very enjoyable. Or soda water. Or fancy. <laughs> So this is like a big night out for these two rats. 
It's a big night out. Could be a big night out. Oh, oh my chicken. Oh, a sock. I love to eat a sock. I was in D.C. a couple weeks ago, and they have rats there. I mean, they have rats everywhere. But I was passing a garbage can, and their garbage cans in downtown D.C. have, like, slats, like little metal slats. And I walked by a garbage can, and there was a rat in there. And I obviously freaked out, obviously, because that's a weird, jarring thing. And as I ran, ran off, I saw the rat take its little hand and grab the bar as if it was in a jail cell, this little pink-clawed hand. Like, free me! I, I don't know how he get out. How he gets out of the trash? They're so cute. Okay, whatever. Do you know that Michael Jackson song, Ben, the Jackson Five song? Yeah, from that movie. Okay, well, it's about a rat with the mean rats or the one rat. They're friends with that guy. Not Wilfred. What was it called? No. Willard. Yeah. Yeah. That's our point of reference for what's his name? The guy that played Willard. Come on. That wasn't Elijah Wood, was it? No, no. the guy that... Is it Crispin Glover? Yeah, that's our oh. big point of reference. That's how most of America was introduced to him. Yeah. Crispin Glover, 2006, Time's Sexiest Man of the Year. All Charlie's right. Charlie's Angels. There's no... He was not Sexiest Man of the Year. Time's... You know, because Time Magazine definitely does a Sexiest Man of the Year. <laughs> that was not the part that bothered me. I was right. distraught that you would call him sexy. Let's get it cracking. People have questions. People's boners are dying down from that popcorn mukbang rap thing I just did. Okay. Let's crack it. Leinenbach88 says, Everyone has a scar from something they did They did stupid when they were younger. Mine is on my finger from when I stuck my hand in a blender. Do you have any stories behind any scars you may have? Slash, what is the stupidest story you have heard explaining a scar? By the way. Are you going to chomp this whole time? No, I'm not because I remember I did someone's podcast once and I was eating baby carrots and they almost... <laughs> Hung me in a public square. I'm sorry that that sound engineer didn't get their shit together. What, and come in and scold you? And say, hey, this is upsetting. And said, I just got the hate mail. And I would do it again, because fuck that and fuck them. But, but, when I first started reading her question, she was like, scars from when you were younger. I'm like, oh, this is going to be about a breakup. She's like, for example, my finger is fucked up. (laughs) So, I don't have a ton of scars, because I don't take a lot of physical risks. Um, But I have... A scar on my knee that kind of turns purple when I get cold from dancing on top of a speaker in Spain when I was 16. And the wall was like poorly crafted stucco. And I smacked my knee against it. And it was like a sharp (laughs) swipe of stucco. And it ripped a gash open in my knee. And I didn't go get stitches or anything because I was in like a foreign country. And I was like, I don't know. What's going on? And I was 16. I don't know if I blame the wall. You should have been up there. No, that's why it's stupid because I was dancing. I was a a big time. Big proponent of dancing on speakers. Like, if we were out for, like, like up until probably age, like, you know what? I'm going to go 34. Like, if there's a stage or a speaker or some elevated surface where I can move my body and everyone can watch, (laughs) I was always up on it. I also have a gnarly hole, literally a millimeter to the right of my shin bone because I went with a boy that thought I was cute, and he was an upperclassman, so it made me nervous. We went to the mall, and I, because I'm an animal, like swung from a tree planted in the mall, and it was in like one of those metal great <laughs> potters on the ground, and I came down, and there was a metal spike sticking up, and it stabbed me right in. It was like two, it was like an inch in, and I just ignored it because I was so embarrassed, and I kept walking, and at one point he was like, Eliza, is that blood like soaking your sock? And I looked down, and it was just gushing. And so he took me home, and I got to my dad's house. I was there for, like, a holiday, some Jewish holiday, and my dad did not take me to the hospital. He's like, we have our service first or something. He's not particularly religious. I just think he didn't really think about it. And now I've got, like, this weird dent in my otherwise perfect gam. Perfect gam. (laughs) Popcorn time. Let's take a popcorn break. Check a traffic. 
Oh. Does it sound like a helicopter? No. Does it? Not. I mean, the I'm four hundred five is fucked. I'm Thanks for tuning in. All right, fine. Next question. Sounds like angry emails coming in. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No more popcorn. I mean, no more pit You're car. not going to slurp up the crumbs you left on this table. No, this table's already filthy. No okay. more pogrin. Stefan underscore NJ. Eliza, it feels like everything is remade these days. In your opinion, what movie and what TV show other than Frasier should not be remade <laughs> and remain untouched and merciful? Sorry about the <laughs> underscore in my username. I love when people apologize for that. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but what we need to stop reinventing and revisiting, the vampires and the 3D stuff. Every couple of years, it's like, oh, have you heard about 3D? <laughs> Nobody wants it. There's a reason it goes away and comes back. And it's not the McRib because pork bellies are at an all-time low and a corporation buys them and then they run out. It's because nobody wants to wear the fucking glasses. Mm. And with the vampires, every 10 years or so, there's like this resurgence of it. And it's like, oh, yeah, super sexual. Don't we all wish we could live at night? I'm also, as a pure feminist, not a fan of all-female remakes. I think that it, if you're trying to make a point, you know, and it also sucks because if that movie isn't funny, people then say, oh, women aren't funny, women aren't good or compelling. How did that Oceans movie do with all girls? Uh, it did well. And okay. I enjoyed it. But That's cool. Here's the thing. What? I have the best idea for an all-female reboot, or at least a female-led reboot. Okay. okay? Like, Pirates of the Caribbean. They all come over to my house. Instead of Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. Rachel Vice. Okay. You saw the favorite ima- the favorite outfits, that gun? I guess. Her as like a drunk pirate. I don't think she's gonna put those Victorian clothes back on. Yes, yeah, she would. I also don't want to hear your hate mail about what am I a little butthurt that I wasn't in the all female Ghostbusters remake for sure. <laughs> but I do think when it comes to comedy, which is super subjective, being like, it's gonna be all women just for the sake of it. And it's like, how about Right. No one considered women before, but now that we're considering everyone, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't see, the, I, I write movies that are a lot of women, but I don't set out for it to be like, all girls, mm-hmm. no dudes. I, I don't know. I, don't I enjoyed it. Ocean's 8, but I will say it did feel a little bit like they were trying to fill a quota. Like, there were too many characters. They're like, we gotta well, have those are the Ocean's every- movies. Right. But also, it was just like, ugh, I don't know what's happening. Props to Cardi B, because in her recent twerk video, <laughs> it's just all, I thought this was interesting. It was all women twerking. There was not one man in the video. And I thought that was kind of cool. It was just girls like putting their butts on everything on a yacht. And there wasn't <laughs> one guy. And it was, it didn't take or give anything away from it. It was just like, oh, cool. I mean, hot dudes are cool, but hot women are cooler. Yeah. Their bodies were out of control in that video. This is. I watched that video, mouth agape, just like I should never be naked again. My God. You love online dance videos. I love it. I love twerk videos. You like twerk, you like step teams. I do love step teams because it's such, as a white person, Mm -hmm. like there's no, I get no anxiety because I'm like, I will never be that. That is not, it's just not, you don't see a lot of like upper middle class Jewish girls doing it. I Mm -hmm. tried doing it a little bit on Semester at Sea. I memorized the first three combinations and I was like, this is so hard. I love watching that. I love watching like black marching bands. I love watching like African-American like fraternities and sororities because they have like dances. Mm -hmm. It's There's something cool about just staring at another culture, just fucking wrecking it. And you're like, I can't be part of that, but I really enjoy watching it. I don't even want to appropriate it. I just want to watch because that is so cool. Just like mukbang. Do you feel you're appropriating I'm going to participate. No, because that's just eating. 
Uh, and I would like to think that people feel the same way about uh, klezmer music. And, uh, and is everyone trying to steal that? You know what? There, you'd be surprised the amount of rap songs that do have. You know that song? Give it to me, I'm worth it. There's yeah. like a little clarinet klezmer, like, <laughs> like it is yeah. Jewish and nobody calls it out. So <laughs> now you, there now you, you go. Have. Now we've shared. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable. And it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Aqua Otter says, I'm planning on quitting my job that pretty much takes me for granted. What is the most extra way for me to quit? One word. Fire. You set a fire. (laughs) And you walk out of that building like Angela Bassett, 
and waiting to exhale. Are you, or is that, or is that Stella got a groove back? It was waiting to exhale where she sets the fire. One of the, anyways, that's what you do. I mean, obviously it's a joke and I have to have that disclaimer because people are crazy. Right. You know what? Here's the thing. Because I've had this question before. Mm-hmm. We all have fantasies about the way you're going to tell off that friend, break up with someone, tell your boss to go fuck himself. You probably won't feel good for having done it Mm-mm. in a crazy way. And I caution you about leaving like a maniac. I don't know what kind of business you work in, but usually like information travels and people remember names. Or and you things might like want to go back. You might want to go back or you might want to, if you leave like a lunatic, the couple people there that you like might remember that and not want to work with you. You will not feel better for having, no one's going to, you're never going to be like, and fuck you, Dan, and you are the worst, and quit looking at my tits, and you, you're not going to leave, and Dan's going to be like, wow, that really gave me something to think about, I wish you'd come back. They'd be like, <laughs> lock the doors, take away her security badge. You'll just feel uh, better soul-wise if you leave with dignity, and take the high road like Michelle Obama. If you go when to- they go low. <laughs> we go, okay, fine. If you go to the Reddit pro-revenge. Oh, you can great. See this is some, a great thread. Oh, well, I'm just saying you can see some stories <laughs> where revenge. the people that are that are doing it in a good way, like, have built up cases and arguments and there's something illegal going on and they get them caught. Like, too much. you just saying, hey, I hate you, bye, is not like, of any it, what, value. Throw in your hat at the wiener hut and leave with a middle finger up if you need to. That doesn't matter. Also, that is my platform for running for president. I am pro revenge. I am. Uh-huh. I am pro choice. Pro revenge. <laughs> well, because there's also petty revenge. So this is pro as in professional revenge. I don't know. I'm pretty petty. <laughs> I. I will. If you say something to me, I will hold on to that for months, and then one day I'll be like, "Well, I thought you said you didn't like skirts." You do. Like, remember I thought I, I, I did like. Why you didn't say that six everything. months ago? What you remember everything? Don't mumble under me. It's not a clear podcast. I do remember. I remember nothing, but if it involves slighting me in any way, I'm like an elephant. And I got a big butt. (laughs) I will remember it. Because I generally think that I come to things with pure intentions and I try to operate from the highest light. And when people are shitty or can't control their fucking faces or intonations and things like that, it hurts my feelings. Like, it just takes so, so little to not be a jerk. So when you're a jerk to me, I'm like, me? But but I came unarmed. And now I'm pro-revenge. <laughs> I know people know what I'm talking about. People right. know. What if I, when I quit, had told you, I hate you, bye. I wouldn't have been able to come back. It would have been hurtful because I, I let you have water three times a day. <laughs> I'm really good. I'm really good to you. Like I offer to brush your hair. Yeah. <laughs> what more could you want? No, I'm glad that I just said bye and cried and then I was able to come back. I think you're afraid that you're going to work for me forever and I see it as an amazing opportunity (laughs) and I think you're like, oh, this is all my life but like think about all the people you're enabling me to reach and how awesome that is for me (laughs) that I'm draining you of your youth and I'm growing plumper by the day. Yeah, like collagen, like plump it up. (laughs) Speaking of collagen, I add my own collagen protein. What are the names of those movies we get? Daily Harvest. From Daily Harvest. You put in college. That's one of our what sponsors. What is that? Is that like a powder? Oh, the, what are you, how old are you? Is no one knows. 26-year-old wants to know what collagen is. Oh, you don't know because you're surrounded by it. 27, yeah. It's the stuff that makes your face plump but and how nice. Do you, I know what it it's is a powder. in the body. I don't know how it's extracted and then put back it's in your body. It's in a body. powder. And then so then you, you drink, drink it, it and it gets sucked up into your face? I mean, it's probably bullshit. It doesn't <laughs> sound real. But you know what? It doesn't hurt yet. No. Yet. Okay. 
No, but I add I, it though to my daily harvest because you blend it yourself. So I add bee pollen and collagen. Well, I understand. There's little, something little I understand about bee pollen that I don't understand about collagen. Oh, okay. Well, if you don't understand, then we shouldn't do it. No, I'm so just we shouldn't bathe asking. or eat wheat or drink water. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Boilermaker asks, how can a grown-ass woman learn to like shopping? My wardrobe sucks. I don't know what I'm, go- what I'm doing and how pieces go together. Sometimes I can pick something I like, but it won't go with anything else. P.S. Stitch Fix does not ship to Canada. Whoa! Shaming on Stitch Fix. Well, first of all, your handle makes it clear, Mrs. Boilermaker, that you're a drinker. A real guy's girl. And that's a dude drink. Female comic marginalizes drinkers. Categorizes drinks as female or male. A boilermaker boiler was a fight move. No, you're thinking of a haymaker. Oh, a boilermaker, Scott. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is a beer and a shot of whiskey, right? Yeah, totally. But it's also a college team, right? Oh. The boilermakers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> Idaho, like a Division three. Yeah, yeah, Idaho. Idaho <laughs> Some French team. Um, I thought you said French team. I was like, probably. <laughs> I also stalked your account. Sometimes I do this when I need more information, Mrs. Boilermaker. And although blocked. Your profile pic is you in a halter top, so you're a slut. No, it's you in a halter top, so you aren't totally devoid of style sense. Someone that has no idea what's going on would not wear a halter top, so I think you're being a little hard on yourself. When you find the right brand or types of clothes, then you kind of don't hate clothing. And when you find what works for you, then you can mindlessly order online. Like, I know I love high-waisted black jeans. I love a good T-shirt, and that really helps to narrow it down. Um, but since you live in Canada, perhaps what you need is a clothing mule. So that's like a person who needs 50 bucks. You can pay them to carry your Stitch Fix order over the border. I suggest moving, you know, somewhere just, you know, near one of these states at the top. You go up upstate New York or something. Um, I don't love shopping either, but sometimes I'll take like half an Ambien and I'll do online surfing and then I'll follow accounts for clothing ideas. I just wrote at the end of the sentence, you don't like it. I don't know what that means. But I, I think it's easy when we're, you're not a girly girl. It's easy. To, like, the, we take some comfort in saying, like, I don't like fashion. I don't get it. And sometimes I do. But if I'm around someone that really doesn't get it, then I'm like, I kind of know what's going on. You have friends that love clothing. And you have friends that are great at fashion and picking out stuff. Invite one of them over. Go through your closet. You'd be surprised what you have and what you don't have. Also, No matter what time passes, no matter where we are, there are classic items, essential items. Jean jacket, white t-shirt, black jeans. So fill those items in in your closet. You want, like, staple things that you can dress around. Like, a black skirt goes with a lot of things, you know? Uh, I also, this is such a good hack, go on Pinterest because you could type in, like, gray jeans, brown boots, and you see how other people are wearing it. The amount of times I go on, I'm like, oh, that's how you pair army boots with cutoffs and not look like you're in a raunchy video. So lean in to the women in your life and ask them for help because you do have friends that do like shopping. And when you find a store that works, by the way, not all stores are made for all body types. Like I work out, I cannot wear anything from Madewell. It just does not fit my hips. Uh, And so someone might be deterred. You get there and you're like, oh, this doesn't work for me. The more expensive you go, uh, oftentimes the better it's made. So maybe check out your price point and examine things within that. Also, tailoring. It's so huge, and it's such a secret no one talks about. I will get a T-shirt tailored because not everything is made for everyone. Buy it. Buy it large. Take it to a tailor for 12 bucks. They'll make it fit you perfectly. It is the secret hack. So no more to things not fitting. You've got a tailor. 
some small Armenian woman down the street for you will hack up your clothes and make them fit you perfectly for a small fee. That's my answer because I don't love shopping either. I like buying stuff, but I think most, most clothing is stupid. Like I don't want to wear big floral print. Leave me alone. You're wearing quite the T-shirt today. I'm wearing a T-shirt a fan gave me. It's several pictures of my dog with a picture of them. Right in the middle. The couple that made it right in the middle. <laughs> but And I'm wearing a scarf a fan made me. And I'm wearing a hat from a diner and a pair of free pants and shoes. Free shoes. So. Oh, wow. If not for the fact that these things were given to me because I have a career, I look fully homeless. <laughs> the socks I did purchase. Oh, you bought those. Good work. So I bought these Hanes black socks. Okay. Super cool. CJS12. What's your favorite ice cream flavor, and what do you think should be an ice cream flavor? Wait, let me take a hit off this bong. Ugh. Right? It's so good. It's just water. <laughs> My favorite flavor is strawberry. I know that that is boring to some people, but a good strawberry is outstanding. And oftentimes when I find myself craving something with, like, caramel or chocolate, it really means I just want regular food. Like, sometimes I look for a substantial ice cream, and that means I need to go eat a salad. Um, I am going to say an unpopular opinion. I think we have too many flavors. And I think lavender is fine as a, a sedative, but it doesn't need to be in all these artisanal ice creams. Mm-mm. That was the thing. When my generation started taking over and having their own creameries, lavender was the first, like, experimental, we're putting this in everything. It's enough. We get it. Nobody wants to eat a fucking pint of lavender. Okay? So (laughs) chill out. And you know what is actually really underrated? A really good vanilla. They are not a sponsor, but I would love it if they were. There's the little black specks up in there. Those are vanilla beans. Uh And that's not if you have, like, a French vanilla, but Strauss Creamery. Strauss, look them up. They make the world's most superior vanilla ice cream. Put that with like some sliced up fresh peaches. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> it's it, you all. You don't need flavor. That's and this goes back to Miss Boilermaker. When you have a good basic outfit, you don't need all the bells and whistles. You got a great T-shirt and black jeans. Oh, where's she going? Who's she eating with? When's her record deal dropping? So, Strauss, try it. I don't know if you can get it shipped to you or if it's at your local creamery. It is a game changer. Actually, my favorite flavor ice cream is rainbow sprinkles, and I don't care what's beneath it. I love <laughs> rainbow sprinkles. I know. I've seen you come back with just sprinkles sometimes. Mm-hmm. I love the texture of them. I love eating these little pieces of sugar plastic. <laughs> Tasty. I uh, was on the phone with my Nana once and just read her items from the Salt and Straw website. Oh. They had some, like, chef residency thing where it was, like, Real blood and then yeah, a chunk for of Halloween. dirt. Yes. And yeah. so I was just reading her and I was like, Nana, guess what they charge for this? She's like, oh, LA is so crazy. She's like, first women are voting. Now right. there's blood in my ice cream. And I just read her the entire menu and she just was aghast. I shudder to think what your favorite flavor is. <sighs> it's a flur. It's a McFlurry mixed with a blizzard. It's called My Tits Are Freezing. <laughs> and I'm eating this ice cream. No. No, I what can't is make it? a choice. Okay, well, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to see like you a have a mental batter, breakdown. Perhaps I mean a solid Ooh. vanilla. I've gotten at those yogurt places like you get a vanilla, you put some blueberries on and some honey. Excellent. You've never done that. Yes, I have. You have a discarded McDonald's cup in your car it's every not day. Discarded. It still has coke in it. Even more disgusting. <laughs> and you are never doing. Oh, honey is a natural sweetener. 
You're like, oh, does Nestle make a honey? That's what I'll eat. <laughs> Don't lie to my to my I, things. That's not what I always get, but that's what I have gotten. Speaking of honey, this girl sent me a mukbang video of a girl, like oh, an no. ASMR girl, eating a honeycomb just because it's a, like that. Ugh. And I know this is awful. My only thought was those bees work so hard to make that honeycomb. And now you're eating it so dudes can like jack off. I think I saw that same one and it was so surprising how crunchy it was, right? It's not crunchy actually. It's liquidy. So it's like because it's wax. Mm. So it's not crunchy, but it just sounds like that because like in your mouth like things. I thought they were churching it up with some after effects there. They might have churched it up. But it's also like. It's a Foley artist like crunching gravel off the Oh my God, that's so funny. I also feel like Everyone watched her eat that, and they were like, no one asked for this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just eating wax tubes with bee work. No, but those gifts of people scraping the side of a Very honeycomb satisfying. so satisfying. I love bees, and we thought they were bad when you were little. Kill that bee, but they no, need their important. little furry bodies. My parents keep bees. Like in the home? Mm, no, they have the things outside. I have a bee. I have a 14.8-pound bee sleeping in, this, uh, <laughs> in the corner of the studio. She is not contributing to the environment. Dog poop is fertilizer. Ugh. No matter where you leave it. Even on a sidewalk. <laughs> well, <laughs> great. <laughs> Next question. Isa M says, are there any foods you avoid while you are on the road? I know the royal family is said to avoid shellfish to reduce oh. the chance of food poisoning. And I am pretty sure they just truly, I don't think they're allowed to eat shellfish. I think Meghan Markle had to, like, stop. Like, well, she's pregnant, so you can't do that uh, when you're pregnant. Um, I also would love to see, like, who's the press secretary it's such a British thing like we avoid shellfish and you can imagine why versus like because of massive revenge diarrhea right like that's gonna take the whole family out and the country's gonna have to shutter its doors I do th- everyone's pooping I do think about that not as much as I, I never used to really but just having had food poisoning once or twice or whatever Ugh. you know you don't want to eat like an atomic bomb burrito and then run on stage. You don't really want to eat and go on stage because you look a little full because I eat like a lot at once because like winter is coming. You don't eat all day and then... I just, but that's because like I'm sleeping or I forget or whatever. That's such an annoying... I forget, but whatever. (laughs) Um, That being said, being sick on the road is the worst. Being away from your home and being sick and knowing you have to go to work... Nobody feels bad for you. There's no one there to take care of you. And there's not a sub. Like, you can't be like, hey, I can't come into work today. Someone else do it. Yeah, I'm painting the walls of this motel bathroom. (laughs) Hot diarrhea. So I sometimes don't go for ocean fish in a landlocked state or oysters, like unless you're in, like, Charleston. I understand that most restaurants get their food, their seafood shipped in. Like, typically, if your restaurant is near the ocean, you're not actually getting your fish from that ocean. It has flown in. Um, and that's like a misconception. People always think like, oh, we're eating on the water. The fish didn't come from that water. They're not fresh unless you're in like a main lobster hut. So you try to give yourself a fighting chance. I tend to skip oysters. It has to be like a really good restaurant. It could still, you could get sick, by the way. And my husband said this. Sometimes it's from the preparation area. Mm-hmm. Like it's something in the cutting board or the knife. It seldom is the actual animal, but you don't know. Right. And lettuce has been taking everyone out. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a crapshoot. So enjoy your life. And take the risk of the dump. It's going to happen. You're going to have to dump out at some point. I mean, and you eat it all. When you go on the road, you eat at fun restaurants. You try, try things. Oh, you know, you could eat after and then just, you know, be sick in your hotel room. But I've been pretty, pretty lucky thus far. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, what? I, I wonder if mass produced food, like junk food, is probably less less likely to give you sickness because it's all from like a chemical versus like yeah. oh this is farm to table I'm like well who took a dump in that farm like if I was living, to me on a table 
in an apocalyptic world, I'd be going for the Twinkies. Okay, so you obviously think you are living in an apocalyptic world. <laughs> I just see your house as just like these tubes like plugged into like vats and you're like, dinner. <laughs> no, I tried to get that Nilla wafer cereal, but they didn't okay. have it. So I had to get honey bun cereal. You had to. I had to. Load it up. All right. At KL Beard says, if you walked into a room with the intent to kick someone's ass, like yeah. really give them the what for verbally, physically, whatever, what song would be playing in the room while you did it? What song would we play in the room? I'm a big fan of juxtaposition of mood versus music. So I think Pharrell's Happy <laughs> would be a nice juxtaposing song to split someone's fucking head open. <laughs> you know, like very American Psycho. I think that that would be, uh, it would be a little, you know, disconcerting for them. It would be eerie. And you'd hear that and it'd be like, I'm so, my body wants to dance, but my head hurts so much. So that, you know, I think people want to hear like, oh, a crazy train. But no, it would be something that is just so unsettling. Mm-hmm. And that would be that. Yeah, very American Cause psycho. I'm happy. <laughs> Clap along. Ow, my tooth. If you feel. Ow, my family. <laughs> you took out one, two. <laughs> Curb stomp. American History X style. Oh, boy. Hey, you don't watch violent movies. You just watch movies about, like, women, powerful women. No, I watch violent movies. I watch that movie Mandy with oh, Nick Cage. Okay. Tough stuff. Anyone saw that movie. So. A lot of people saw it, and they're complaining because it didn't get nominated. I hated it. Okay. Okay. Miss Waffles 11. <laughs> you know what the great way to bring conversation to a screeching halt is bring up a movie that, like, I didn't see or no one else in the room saw and then, like, talk about it. That happened. My husband did that the other day. He brought up that show Sex Education. His new favorite show. I had never heard of it, like most programming on Netflix, because there's so much. I'd never heard of it. I did not ask about it. And I was, I think I said something innocuous like, how was your night? And he's like, watch Sex Education. It was really good. And I, I didn't say anything to encourage continuing that. I wasn't like, oh, what was it about? And he just launched into it. I think we're on FaceTime. And I was doing everything to keep my eyes glued to look like I cared. Because Lord knows the amount of runoff, mental runoff he has to endure from me. Babe, I'm telling you right now, I did not ask for that description. And I only have so much bandwidth. Does he listen to this? Yeah. This is how he's going to find out. I love you. Oh, my God. I love you so much. Next well, question. Well, you don't love people explaining a plot to you. Yeah. I didn't ask. And I didn't. I'm not going to see it. I've got too many things to watch. We all need to respect. Like, if. I don't want your recommendation. Like, I'm going to watch what I'm going to watch. The algorithm is there to feed me. Don't tell me about your show. I will hear about it if I'm meant to watch it. Okay. See you at home. <laughs> I love you so much. Miss Waffles 11 says, I had to stop I was talking. so mad at you. Okay. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already 
stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I had to stop talking to my former best friend because she was spending more than $1,000 a month and every free hour at the floundering business of the guy who only allowed her to call him her boyfriend once she started spending even more on him. I told her that I would check back in a few months after she called to say she bought him a car. My question is, what do you do when you have to bow out of a friendship when someone is self-destructing and going broke before your eyes? I just couldn't watch anymore because it was too infuriating. Okay, this is not going to be the answer you want, but, like, not everyone can be saved. Like, I don't know. I think this is, like, a transitional thing, 20s to 30s. You don't really – I was – you don't really think about the fact that, like, maybe this person doesn't serve a purpose in my life. And we outgrow people emotionally, um, spiritually. You can't take all your friends with you into eternity. Like, I don't know what you and that, like, did you guys witness a murder together? Like, are you bound? <laughs> like, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Did she, is she blackmailing you? Uh, if you care about her, that's fine. But if someone won't save themselves and won't take your advice, you have to just mentally separate. That person sounds so stupid. And we all make dumb mistakes in love. Um, and if it's bothering you, like, the fact that you're writing in about it, like, you don't need to spend – I mean, I don't know what your day's like, but you don't need to spend that much mental energy on someone that does not want to be saved. Uh-huh. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. So we don't have the rights to that song. That's my answer. Like, you can't bring all your friends. I've had recently – just going through this sort of spiritual awakening. Oh boy. There are people – it's tough, too, because you're like, I like you. I don't wish you any harm. I just don't – have a use for you in my life, and I'm okay with you not having one for me. Mm-hmm. I think people need to adjust to that. You don't have to be rude about it, but you can draw a line in the sand and be like, if you're not going to listen to me, I can't watch this. You've Sounds like you've also lost a little bit of respect for her, and so you probably don't want to be friends with this person. Yeah. That's my answer. You know the answer, too. Like, you knew that. I think you just wanted me to validate it. Right. You want me to validate your mental parking. I'm so sorry. There's a problem with the machine. You have to go back upstairs to get some tickets. <laughs> 
Emily K. Grant also has a friendship question. Your good friend calls off the friendship. Because Wait, side note. How come boys never write in with friendship questions? It's never. It's always girls. Like, she really hurt my feelings, and I don't know. I like red. She likes to wear red, too, but sometimes I don't like blue. It's never a guy. No, I mean, I guess the guys will write in about relationship stuff, but yeah, they're not like, my bro is really going nuts for this girl. Yeah, I think because dudes are like, uh, whatever. I wonder if they're like less enmeshed, and so it's more, they're totally. more easy to just say like, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. Also, no one would guilt the guy for not talking to the other guy They're also anymore. not as good with words. Right. Like, very few guys are like, I'm going to me talk pretty one day and write this in. <laughs> I'm right. just imagining going like, oh, hey, Doug, uh, that chick sucks, man. Let's do something else here. Right. All right. Conversation over. Let's go get some snacks. By the way, I just want to say this before we get on to this yeah. person's question. The big fear with friendship breakups or like when a guy starts – your friend's dating a guy and you don't like him. Everybody's always afraid if I say how I feel about that person when they break up and then they stay together, mm-hmm. then you're like, right? I don't have that fear. I had a friend uh, and him and his girlfriend of forever broke up. And I never really thought about her because I'm like, that's your girlfriend. Like whatever. It's a personal choice. And I said some mean things about her, trying to help him get through the breakup, and then they got back together. And I was just like, by the way, you know I'm here for you as, like, one of your friends. Discard everything I said. You're the one that got—and he's like, totally. The fact that a friend would ever hold it against you, that you're like, wow, when Kirk and I were broken up, you said he sucked. Now we're back together. Then that friend's a piece of shit. You're there for your friend. You're there to try to make him feel better. I made a bunch of stuff I didn't like about that person just— trying to get him through it but I'll see her like we'll go out to dinner and I'll be just as nice as I was before because I'm not the one having sex with this person who cares right I am who great cares? at complaining about people and then people are like but you seemed like you liked them and I'm like eh oh I'm the same way I was with someone and I was on the phone and I forget I was talking to someone that I didn't like and I was at dinner with someone and I just was like oh yeah no that's so great and the person was like oh this and I was like no I hate them she goes oh I couldn't tell I was like yeah that was a really good act out you guys should hear. <laughs> that was great. As I got into it, I was like, oh, no. Oh, these people in the cars are like, oh, I'm so glad I listened to this podcast. <laughs> just to got the real picture. We just lost some people. Emily is so, I don't want to say duplicitous, because you are a very sweet girl. Like, you're not, like, I mean, we make fun of you for being thorny. But your voice on the phone, the tolerance you have for ineptitude. It does take a different octave. Hi. We're just trying to get some paperwork squared away, and I was just wondering if this was the right person. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, You're just seeping saccharin. We've driven through a few, like, uh, parking places where you've been shocked at I was talking to you, and then my voice just changes completely in tone for the one minute I'm talking to them. All right, next question. And I get what I want. You know what? It's because you're from the South. You turn it on. Oh, yeah. You're like, I fucking hate everyone, and I don't want to deal with Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay, make it a great day. I'm trying to remember if I did that to you. You know what we should have my podcast sponsored by? What? My father's Instagram posts <laughs> where he just randomly describes dinners he had at various restaurants. Are these stories or permanent on the grid? These are permanent. I encourage everyone to follow NY Fred, the number four, you. Mm-hmm. Let's just take a break. I know we already have podcasts, but I'm just going to say that this next podcast segment <laughs> is brought to you by my dad's description of a cheese and meat dish he had. Enjoyed my burrata brunch at Plano's Fabulous 60 Vines. This appetizer dish kills it. With fresh burrata cheese, thinly sliced prosciutto over crisp ciabatta toast, with hand-picked heirloom tomatoes on the side, and just the right touch of pesto sauce. Try this 
with any one of their 40 delicious wines on tap. On tap. Best brunch in DFW. Various emojis and hashtags, one of them being Dallas Foodie and Dallas Dining. He does not have stock in this restaurant. He does not He's work for this restaurant. He's trying to become an influencer. My dad is the hottest influencer you know. Wait, was he at the airport? Did he go to the airport just to eat? Like, no ticket? He just went in there and had some food and came back? What, what do you or mean airport? That's just how we Dallas, DFW. Fort Worth? Oh, just DFW area oh, okay. is what we call it. That would have been um, a lot more exciting. So we, as a, as a birthday present, what I wanted to do was... I asked, okay, this is, okay, he calls his house. I'm not going to say my dad's street, no. so we'll just say it's the name of the street is Bluestone. He calls it the Bluestone Grill. Whatever the street is, he has the word grill. So he calls it the Bluestone Grill, and it's the idea that you go to his house and you eat. And so I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we made a Yelp page for my dad's house restaurant? And Hunter, who opens for me, owns a business, so he submitted it to, like, Yelp businesses. And I think they never got back to us. But to... Stock up the page. I called my dad and I was like, hey, just seeing. I was like, there's no way he does. I'm like, do you have any pictures of the food you make? He's like, absolutely. And I just got like JPEG after JPEG of these like poorly lit pictures of like steak and dad food. And I was going to have friends write in reviews and Yelp his house. But then his house address will be. For sure. And they never they never allowed it because I think Yelp was like, this is definitely someone's home. <laughs> this is not above board. But if you want to see my dad describing random meals he had. And he, he, sometimes he does this segment called Fridays with Fred. Oh. Yeah. I'll say he did a good job. That was a nice write-up. <laughs> sure. Like I a mean, write-up that sounded good. I it's a write-up that. that no one asked for. <laughs> like, they have a menu that does fine. He offered a pairing and everything. Was, oh, yes. my God. Yeah, it's well-spoken. Yeah, there's another one behind it. Oh. Chef Jimmy is cooking up some great new dishes at Canyon Creek Country Club. This savory dish on the weekly special menu. Perfectly smoked Asian-style ribs complemented by crisp potato wedges and coleslaw. Mouth-watering and each bite a heavenly experience. Oh. Kudos, Chef Jimmy. Great job. Great job. So there's also um, a post of my face, and he like talks about how much he loves me, but it's a really bad picture, and it's zoomed in. <laughs> So I just look like 10 pounds heavier. Has there been a bad review yet? Does he post if he is disappointed? You can see him on my Instagram stories yelling at someone in traffic. Okay. And it's one of but my favorite things But he's not posting ever. like, these potato wedges were Don't soggy. Give him, don't give him any ideas. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Keep it positive, Fred. Stay positive. Emily K. Grant with her friendship question. Your good friend calls off the friendship because her shitty BF made a move on you and is now uncomfortable around you from what he did. What the F? Okay, so basically... I mean, so what do you do? What do you do Your now? best friend has a boyfriend mm -hmm. and he hit on you. Yeah. So your best friend was like, you're not my friend. I don't believe you or I don't like you. Mm -hmm. Listen to me carefully and be silent when I talk. Both of these people are worthless Get new friends. There is no way, like, unless you're a school shooter, that, like, you don't have a friend. Okay? Get new friends. That girl is a bitch, and that guy sucks. There's only one version where, like, you are meant to be with that guy, and he loves you, and that girl is evolved enough to be like, you know what? I saw They do deserve to be together. She, if she's not listening to you or doesn't like you because she feels competitive with you, this is not your friend, and that guy sounds like a monster or just like a regular dude. So, goodbye. Run, do not walk. I am the Judge Judy of friendship decisions. <laughs> Next! <laughs> but it's like, what? What's? why waste any breath on this? No, I mean, that's very, but it's very disappointing. It's natural to be sad about the ending of this friendship. She didn't yeah, ask me if what? she could be sad. I'm just... Is your best friend your mom? Is this about your mom? Oh. I'm just saying. I think you know that, too. 
You yeah. want to stay friends with this girl? Do you want to stay friends with a girl and like share an ice cream sundae with a girl <laughs> that thinks you're a liar or that is jealous of you and you want to see this dude? There's also a version where he didn't hit on you and you think he did. Like you're like, pass the ketchup. He's like, here you go. And you're like, what does that mean? And you're a psycho. Either way, <laughs> both of those people are worthless. Get rid of them. Get them out of here. I mean, how desperate are you to go to like a potluck dinner? Who cares? <laughs> Like, is that what you do with your friends? Do you share Sundays? I see other people out? doing it. I don't really have any friends. I just because I talk shit on all of them on my podcast. I can't picture you sharing a Sunday with someone. I won't share my food, but I will share your food. Yeah, you're not a you're not a food. I'm sharer. very confident. Okay, I no. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a mm-hmm. bite of mine. Yeah. I seldom want a bite of yours, or if I do, it means I want all of it. Yeah. But I'm very confident in what I order. <laughs> Unless I'm eating with my husband, in which case I like whatever he ordered. Uh-huh. And he loves me so much that he'll just, like, eat the sad scraps. Oh, yeah. And that's fine. And that's fine. <sighs> that's fine by me. Yeah, I mean, it works out well for you. He doesn't care. Find him just gaunt one day. You've he, eaten all his food. He is gaunt. And you know what? Uh, he's a chef, so he's already kind of picky. So mm-hmm. he's probably thinking both dishes are mediocre anyway, so may as well give me the tastier one. Great. Everybody's happy. Everybody wins. <laughs> By Kelly L. Davis. If you're on a date or out with a group and someone you're with is a jerk to the server slash bartender, how should you handle it? Scold the person for being rude? Apologize to the server while they're in the bathroom? Split the check and leave an extra big tip on your half? It's a huge indicator of character. I think a lot of people do this on dates, like if the date is rude, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's obviously a superiority slash inferiority complex. Like you need to exert your power over someone. I would say something. Um, I would say something to the friend. I'd be like, hey, you were, you know, sometimes the friend will be like, oh my God, I didn't realize it. Uh, there's no excuse for it. We were at a dinner recently and the service was really bad. The waitress was really bad. Mm-hmm. I've been a waiter, so I always try to consider like, are they really busy? Is she not supported? But she was objectively bad at her job. The managers were just standing there, like everybody was bad. Like they were just bad. And the food kept being wrong. It's not the end of the world, but you are paying for something and you would like it to be right. And they brought out something and it was wrong. And mm-hmm. we were sending it back to return it. Like just to be like, I don't want to take it off the bill. Yeah. Um, and someone that I was with, it was like a lamb chop or something. And they they had done it. She, there was a sauce on it. And my dad goes, what is this sauce? And she goes, it's a grape sauce. And I'm like, you mean a red wine reduction? <laughs> okay. So... Send it back, and then someone at our table goes, actually, you know what? Leave it. I'll bring it home for the dog. And I snapped, and I said, no, we do not do that. You either return something because you don't plan on consuming it, yeah. or you consume it and you pay for it. Yeah. There is no, yeah, I don't like it, but leave it. I'll take it. Right. I had a friend one time. She said she didn't like something, and then she asked for a to-go box. People are just tacky and are raised by fucking wolves. So if you want to die on that hill, but I would say something because it's uncomfortable when people are rude to waiters. Yeah. That's it. Say something. If your friend isn't open to it, if someone said to me you were that waiter, then I would try to correct my behavior the next time. Mm-hmm. I, you, I, you know, you lose nothing by scolding a friend. What are they going to, maybe they'll be writing in like, a friend scolded me at dinner. How should I set her world on fire? <laughs> say something. We're all trying to help other people be better people in society. Right. I would like to think my friends care enough about me to check me if I was wrong. I'm just so rarely wrong. Mm-hmm. So I don't get checked a lot. <laughs> Who gonna check me, boo? <laughs> Who gonna check me, boo? 
Me boo. It's remember when Sheree said that on Real Housewives? Who gonna check me boo? It also yeah. sounds like a pirate. Who gonna check me boo? She said it to like her event planner or something. Yeah, but I think he also like threatened to hit her, which was inappropriate. Seems so like a lot was going. It was a lot in that situation. It was all really unprofessional. Okay, I don't know why you're not watching those shows still. Check you your have friends. So much more to talk about. You know why I don't watch those shows? Because you can take six years off and pick up an episode, and the plot is exactly the same. So it doesn't require. <laughs> Maintenance but viewing. But Denise Richards is going to be on Beverly Hills. Bethany's okay, on you know New what? York. Go on Heather McDonald's podcast if you want to talk about that. I would love to. Great. Heather, I'm sending her over. <laughs> okay. At Eli Wright, 319. I have to ask because I think I know after watching a certain beauty influencer's most recent Insta stories, where do you get your inspiration for Tamblin? Tamblin. I used to work in a beauty department, and I can say with certainty that Tamblin was a good representation of 60% of that department. Honestly, like honestly and literally, but like for real, like I, Tamblin is an amalgamation of experiences. She is the culling of voices, thoughts, phrases, quotes. Mm -hmm. I've been doing in some fashion or another this voice, like since I started comedy. And she kind of morphs into different types of women, but she is the existing commentary on a subsect of women. So it's, I've never, and I don't follow any beauty bloggers or Instagram influencers because I, I'm not an idiot. Um, I don't need like guidance from someone who's just doing it so they can get an endorsement. Uh, and I think it's all bullshit, but it's that. So it's not a specific person. What's Mm -hmm. eerie is that I'll do Tamblin and I make it up. I just make it up based on things that I've absorbed. The amount of people that will send me, and I'm not, by the way, out to vilify, even though I just said it was stupid, a particular person, or like, do you? And people will like it and some won't, and that's just democracy. But, and it's capitalism, uh, the amount of people that send me random clips of influencers who are saying or doing exactly what I said. Yeah. I'm not saying they're ripping me off and I'm not ripping them off. The point is it's in the ether. Right. So my imitation holds water. If you're offended by it, don't watch me. Like, that's it. It's just a joke. If you want to build a lip gloss empire and endorse morning lattes and just being peaceful, do it. If it helps you and it helps others, great. I won't be watching. And this is where we part ways. Right. That's so, it, folks. You're not- so just get set. It's all a way just to show off how cute you are. The amount of times I see these posts where it's a girl, like, sucking in, tits out. She looks hot, but she's—and then the post is like—and I've done stand-up about this, but the post is like, our inner reflections of outer turmoil and strength inwardly affects my own peace. What's something good you did today? And I'm like, uh, I zoomed in to see if I could see your nipple. Is that something good? It's just like these pictures that are like borderline like fitness porn, and then it's like, be centered, accomplish the inevitable. (laughs) (laughs) These like Taoist Zen things. Yeah. And it's like, and here's my new sneakers and tummy tea. Right. So let's not, let's call it what it is. Well, and these people that are just on there with 80 videos in a row, like, okay, so what we're going to talk about today. Also, my favorite is an influencer that would be an influencer. Like, people who don't have a lot of followers but, like, still try to do that game. <laughs> it's like, you've got, like, 20 likes and, like, two of them are your family. She's like, today I'm inspiring to do the best version of me, taking in the sunshine. And I'm like, okay, I was in that parking lot where you took that picture, like, an hour ago right. buying pee pads for my dog. <laughs> so, 
the rule for art is that once you put it out there, like it's no longer yours. So you can put that out there and I'm going to put out making fun of it. And right. those are the rules of the game. But you're never attacking a particular person. No, because I don't follow any. Like, I don't no. know any. So don't, you know what? People DM me stuff, and that's when it gets vicious. They'll be like, oh, LOL, this girl is exactly your Tamblin. And I'm like, I don't want that girl to think I had her in mind. Right. I don't consider you when I do this. It's not mm-hmm. pointed. So don't get offended. Because, you know, I also don't think anyone ever thinks it's them. Like, the girl I'm imitating is never like, you know what? I talk in a high voice and pose. She must be making fun of me. Right. Well, because that girl's like, I have a real business. I'm a businesswoman. I'm a boss bitch business mama. I'm like, totally. Yeah. That's totally how Kamala Harris defines herself. <laughs> Snort. You think Bethany Frankel calls her? Oh, she might. No. But still. She would not. Real, how like, dare you? People that are actually, like, running shit aren't like, I'm a boss mama, babe. No. You don't have to talk about what you are because you're doing it. Yeah. In these streets. You ready for Top of the Cob? <gasps> Hit it! It's the Top of the Cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cob. Kind of wanting to end on a positive note, so we're going to start with Bottom of the Cob. My Bottom of the Cob this week is I have naturally curly hair, which you don't really see ever because I get my hair straightened, and if I'm not getting it straightened, I blow dry it straight. And because I have four hairs, it's really easy to blow dry How my curly? hair. How curly? It's curly. Have I never seen this? No. Uh, you know what? There's a picture when I first started dating Smokey Husky. I wore it curly. Okay. I'll show it to you. It's curly. Okay. Yeah, it's naturally very curly. And I don't like it. Um, I know by saying that, it's like, oh, don't shame women with natural curls. Hair is beard. Whatever. I don't like it. I don't like the way it lays. I am a big subscriber of that 90s flat bleach blonde look. I like it. It's my generation. It's fucking what I like. And, yeah. um, but I have really curly hair. And... My hair, sometimes I'll take a shower and I don't have the energy to dry it, so I just go to bed with my hair wet. I know it's not great. So I did it last night. I used an Olaplex mask, which is the best, and I went to bed. Even when my hair is straight, my bottom of the cob is this. Somehow, sleeping on my side makes my hair kind of scrunch up above my forehead in this little weird wiglet swirl Mm -hmm. that looks like I'm wearing a mini toupee. It's never bedhead chic. It's always like it looks like a man's toupee right in the front. I don't know if you've ever seen me in the morning, but it looks like somebody just smushed my head and my hair made this weird sort of barn roof squiggle. And it's not attractive. (laughs) And it looks like I was wearing a toupee and I sweat a lot. So the end got really curly. and You can see like where the line is. I have a hair tip for you. That I learned from Jackie Johnson of Natch Butte. Jonathan Van Ness told oh, her. Thanks for endorsing she, another podcast. Well, because this is I'm a good kidding. <laughs> so he told her, you're supposed to put your hair on top of your head mm-hmm. in a pineapple. Yeah, I've done in that. In a scrunchie. But apparently, like, it makes a big difference over time in terms of, like, breakage and losing hairs. Because oh. And you want to save your hairs. Because when you're laying there, the heat is pressing up against it. But if you put it up. In a little pineapple shape, it makes a big difference. I was always taught that that was for volume, which is great if you have straight hair. And so Mm -hmm. I will do that. Thank you. Try that. For that tip. But uh, I don't like the front. I usually just, I'll just blow dry the first like 1,500 hairs in the front of my head. (laughs) Just the bangs because the way it frames my face is hideous. So I've never woken up like, "Mm, so chic bedhead. It's always this scrunched like worm rectum. (laughs) All right. What's your bottom? My bottom is that when it's really cold in the morning and you put on a jacket and then you're outside and it's hot, but now you can't get your sweater off and it's hard. There is that. You're like, ooh, cozy morning. And then you get in your car like you're like a lobster in a boiling pot. Like, it's yeah. heating up. And then you got the AC on. <sighs> Trying to have a cozy like morning. 
Yeah. And then you turn the AC on, and then you're like, it's too cold. You turn it off, you turn it back on. You it's know what that's tough. called? Uh, climate change. I mean, the earth is killing us. No, we, we are killing the We're earth. We're killing the earth, so the earth's trying to get us out of here. We deserve this hellscape we've created. We do. Top of the cob. This is me tooting my own horn a little bit. Oh. But I've been on this real mission to reduce waste, and we don't use paper towels in my house anymore. I'm not saying I deserve a medal, but I am letting you know what I'm doing. Real guilty conscience about plastic. Mm-hmm. I make sure I never get plastic straws. I try to bring my own thing. I don't take. I was on the airplane. They gave me a plastic bottle. I asked for a drink in a glass. I was sitting in first class so I could make that demand. <laughs> but I was like, I don't need a bottle of water. No. Now that I think about it, they are pouring it out of a bottle. But still, it's not. The little droplets they give you are like three sips. Yeah. I really just try to always do glass. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And within that, you know, one of the things about saving the planet is eating less meat. Yeah. And I've found myself not craving meat and chicken the way I used to. I used to think, oh, we need to get protein. Mm-hmm. I've, I have to say, out of the last 12 meals I've had, I think 10 of them have been vegetarian. And I don't even want meat. I, haven't, I didn't have any meat yesterday. That's not true. I had some chicken and some beef. Okay. But <laughs> in general, but I had like a veggie patty at lunch. Like I find myself not craving meat and it's all part of this mindset. And I never thought I'd be that way because I like it so much. Eating better meat that's more expensive less often mm-hmm. is a great way to make an impact. And uh, I feel good about that. Carl's Jr. now has a, uh, impossible a vegan burger? patty. Not the Impossible. They have the Beyond Burger. Beyond I Burger? I prefer, prefer the Impossible. Impossible is outstanding. I went yesterday. I didn't miss it. I even got vegan cheese on it. Mm-hmm. As long as you're it's sort texture. of— Yeah, your it's brain kind of gets the idea. And uh, it's cool. Mushrooms are a meaty substitute. Oh, a portobello. Big Tasty. one. Love it. Anyway, we're going to go after this and get a veggie patty at Hugo's. <laughs> Because it's tasty. So that's it. I felt really good about I genuinely have recalibrated the way that I crave food. That's great. My top of the cob is that I love going out for breakfast. I love a 11 a.m. You get eggs and you get toast and you get a pancake or whatever. This, a little mixture. Ta- In a breakfast. You have to put thought into this. This I'm serious. Like when breakfast. you go out for breakfast, you get so many little bits and pieces from the food Do pyramid. you like Japanese food? Because that's a very compartmentalized meal. I I'm not like rice. Okay. Well, that's our show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>